Welcome to the Real Estate Investing Podcast, where we help you unlock your potential freedom through land investing, real estate investing, and entrepreneurship. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Real Estate Investing Podcast. Today's topic, we're talking about buying back your time when you're land flipping. I'm your host, Daniel Apke, joined again with my brother and business partner, Ron Apke. And in spite of coming up with the idea for this podcast, we're going through the book right now, Buy Back Your Time. And it's it's a lot of it's really, really basic stuff, but it brings you back to the fundamentals of how to outsource and get your time back. As a business owner, as a land investor, you're sending out mail, you're pricing, you're doing your transactions, you're looking for new counties, you're doing a million different things at once, right? Looking at different data trends and all this different stuff comes up. And that's not even with leads and sales yep. in general. And this is going to be a really good episode on outsourcing and scaling your business. I'm really excited to get into it. Yeah, I think this is a topic that we we talk about a decent amount, but a lot of people who come to us are trying to scale a business, build a real business, not as a side hustle, not this. Like maybe you do it on the side to start, but this is what this is going to be all about, guys. It's what, like analyzing your time. What are you doing on a daily, weekly, monthly, yearly basis? And then trying to buy back some of that time because so you can put more time, effort, energy into whatever else you are trying to do. And this can apply really to anyone. So if you don't have a land flipping business, there are still 100%. ways to outsource your time in general. If you have a corporate job and you're making money, there's always ways to outsource it, even if it's outsourcing through your family for free or getting a partner. And there's different ways to outsource in general. And this is really for anyone who wants to scale and get back their time. Because at the end of the day, guys, you only have so much energy to put into this business. And Time's one thing, energy's another, and you want to make sure your energy's maximized in the things that matter most to drive your business forward, and that's a lot of what we're going to be talking about. Yeah, for sure, and that's a, that's what the main thing that came to me from this book, Dan, is realizing the energy. Some things take a lot of time, but it gives you energy. Other things take two minutes, but it drains the crap out of your energy, and that's what that's like the main takeaway I got from this book is really auditing what is taking so much time, so much energy from me more than time. Yeah. And in general, too, like there's there's things we're going to talk about that, you know, when you're in a certain place in business, sometimes you need to suck it up and just have your energy drain because you're doing a high yeah. value task. If it's a high value task and it's expensive and hard to outsource, like we're going to get into, then sometimes you need to suck it up for six months to a year, build up a uh, higher property and build up, you know, some capital to be able to get to that next point. But we're going to go through the steps of what to hire first in this business and kind of how to go about it. And this is going to be probably one of the most valuable episodes we've ever done, I would imagine. But let's get into it. So the first thing that I want to talk about, Ron, is real quick, guys, you know that I don't run any ads on this. So the only ask I can ever have with you guys is to help me spread the word so that we can help more real estate entrepreneurs make more money, help feed their families and help achieve more freedom in their life. The only way we can do this is if you can rate, review and share this podcast. So the single thing that I ask you to do is if you could just leave a review, it would take only 10 seconds. It would mean the world to Ron and I, but more importantly, it may change the world of someone else. Where do you know to st where to start? And yeah. I think the best starting point is for a time audit, just analyzing every single thing you do and how much time you're spending it. And then kind of like Ron said, bring it back to energy. And is it, is it fueling you up? Do you enjoy it? Or are you drained after and tired and sluggish? So I think doing a time audit is the very first thing you can start with to understand where you're at. And it will be a good place to know, keep that time on it, because over time you're gonna outsource certain things from it that we're gonna get into, but a time audit is probably the best place to start, I would imagine. Yeah, for sure, and what that looks like is every 10, 15 minutes, like, you are literally writing down what you did for those 15 minutes, whether it's 
what whatever it is, putting it down and then analyzing after a week, two weeks. You can do it each night even and analyzing how much money value does it bring and then how much energy does it take or give. Uh, like, for example, like if Dano and I are recording this podcast for the next 30 minutes, this this gives me a ton of energy. I love talking to the uh, audience about this stuff in general, just land in general. But is it the highest, highest, highest value? Maybe not, but it's got some. What I do is like a one through four, like one through four in terms of the money value it brings. And that's how I do my entire day. And that's what a time audit really looks like at the end of the day. Yeah. And I, I kind of disagree with what you said on that last part. I, I look at it like, does it fuel my energy? Yeah, it does. Um, it does. I enjoy doing these podcasts a lot, but I, uh, I also think that just media in general is probably the highest value thing we can do because of the explosiveness of, of social media and the potential there and what, what our reach is, but that's how you want to do it though. So, um, even there, there are times, even I don't want to record and do yeah. things and, uh, I don't want to, you know, record TikToks and Instagram and all that stuff, but it's such a high value thing. It's such a high dollar. No one can really I'm not going to say no one can replace me, but it's my channel, it's my social brand, so it's really, really hard to outsource at the yep. same time. So that's that's one of them. But then you really want to label the priority in terms of um, how important is it to the business. That's where I would start to. With your time audit, how important is that to the business? And by that, I mean scrubbing data. Maybe label it one to five, or you can put money signs on it or something. Label it one to five with how important that is to the actual business and how hard is it to outsource. So like... Scrubbing data is a $1 sign, right? Yep. Or a one out of five because it's so easy to outsource and it's so cheap to outsource and anyone can do it, right? Versus hiring a COO, an operator of your company would be a five out of five, right? That's a very difficult. They're managing processes, looking for operations, managing employees potentially and versus sales, which is harder than, you know, someone who's just scrubbing data. So that's what you want to do next is label the importance of each task, the priority of each task. Yeah, and I think this is amplified if you are doing this with a nine to five job if you're trying to do this because you have even more limited time if you're on the clock eight hours a day with another job or even if it's less than eight or whatever the situation is but analyzing that and seeing like like you said like scrubbing data is the number one thing that we go back to dan in terms of if that's taking it might you might just say like okay this only takes me 15 minutes uh, a couple of times a week or an hour a couple uh, once a week and you might not see the purpose of outsourcing, but gaining that hour back and what you can, that's what we're talking about, buying back your time. Buying back that hour with a $5 is what it's gonna cost is so valuable to being able to grow. Exactly, so once you have that time audit and you labeled your priorities and you understand what's taking your time and what's valuable versus not valuable, you know what to outsource. So I would look at your time audit and look at all the things that you can easily outsource to some sort of an admin or an assistant, which is kind of level one of the hiring. The first person you should hire is an admin, an executive assistant, a virtual assistant, someone who can do all these little tasks. They can scrub data. They can upload your mailers. They can respond to emails. They can uh, you know, filter out the inbox. They can do all this little stuff. They can update your uh, listings and post your properties, do all this stuff and take it off your plate. And that's the number one thing to hire first. Yep. It's that bottom, like we talk about this as like a ladder and that's what Dan Martell does in the book. I want to give credit to him too because he he lays this out really, really well. But that bottom tier is those admin tasks that are cheap to outsource out and there's just not really value. It's it, You can get it done for so cheap with VAs, with other stuff. Um, yeah, I, I think that's definitely like number one. Are they going to take every single admin? Are they going to respond to 
every single email in your inbox? Maybe not initially, but they can eventually. And it's take a low-level employee, and they're, yeah. they're meant to f get all those minute little details and tasks that drain your energy and take your time every day. That's why it's the first part, and it's the cheapest to hire, too. That's why it's the number one thing to hire. Um, they, but you can grow them, and they can be really, really solid 100%, employees and yeah. really, really, really valuable to the company. I mean, uh, Dan Martell in the book talks about going on trips with Richard Branson and how he brought one person there and it was executive assistant and he was skiing on the slopes all day. He had a one hour meeting with his executive assistant in the morning. She'd break down his day, tell him anything urgent that needs to be done, give him the reports, um, give him updates, things like that, and get feedback on things from him. And it's really cool to see because he owns hundreds and hundreds of companies. Um, but yeah, that's like the number one thing to hire because it can take off so many small tasks. It can be overseas. That's where I would start. I would start yeah. with an overseas virtual assistant because it's so cheap and they can do pretty much anything that you're, you guys are currently wasting your time on these little details. Um, so it's a really, really solid place to start. Number two, Ron, Dan Martell in the book talks about, um, delivery, yep. but that's not really applicable to our industry. It's more like a transaction coordinator. Yep. So we, we adjusted this whole process, um, to fit our business model and a transaction coordinator would be the number two person to hire someone who can sell the properties, they can manage the transaction, they can kind of review things a little bit, a little higher level than a, vir uh, than a virtual assistant would be for you guys in terms of just the uh, um, things they, they are capable of. We've already always hired transaction coordinators um, on, on the U in the U.S., and that's worked out really well for us. You can do them overseas as well. I know a lot of people who have, but that's the second tier of yeah. hiring. Yeah, you definitely – I think it's very feasible to get – these first few rungs of the ladder done overseas. Like I don't think transaction credit might not be as effective, but if it's low volume, like as you grow, like maybe hire someone above that. But I think if you're trying to really do what this book says, what we're talking about in terms of buying back your time, you can get both of these roles done for $12 an hour, I think. Oh yeah, absolutely. Pretty easily. Mm -hmm, definitely. And you just got to be aware and train them and, um, look internally and just have the right processes in place to be able to hire and manage people like this. Of course, it comes with, there's a whole nother side of things to outsourcing, which is managing. And that's even a lot more difficult than what we're talking yep. about now. So you got to make sure you have things in place. But for this, we're not going to talk too much about that. Also, they can do diligence is a big one they can do. They, the transaction coordinators don't just look like they only do things in title. They can do a ton of things. Yep. Um, they can do due diligence. They can communicate with your investors. Um, if you're getting funding for the property, they can do all kinds of things and they can really help scale your business. Yeah, this is, I mean, it is, he calls it delivery and it is delivery. Like transaction coordinator is delivery. They make the deals happen after the salesperson does their stuff. They make the deals get through the finish line. You obviously, like we said, you're going to have some leadership on ahead of them having procedures. If it's a, especially if it's an overseas, having really set procedures and systems, everything like that. But it's. The second rung, it's not the highest value thing, obviously, as we go up the ladder, but uh, it's it's very, very valuable. And it takes up, it eats up. If you look at the time out of Dan, I bet some people on due diligence are doing three, four, or five hours a week. Yeah. Due diligence and title. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's something you need to oversee and kind of make sure. That takes a lot of training, too. I think we're on up front, for sure. Especially if you're overseas, but they can do a ton of stuff. Um, number three, Ron. So we have assistant slash admin, whatever you want to call it, VA. Number two, we have transaction coordinator, someone who can sell and manage the property, due diligence, all that stuff. Number three is marketing, as Dan Martell puts it. And it's a it's a data person. It's um, sending offers. It's someone who can manage your, your mail, send the offers, price your mail. He says marketing, so it's the, the whole funnel of marketing. But at the same time in this business, you do, if you guys are sending blind offers, 
you want them to be able to manage the blind offers and, and get the pricing, essentially, I think. But what you can do wrong, I think, because it's not really a full-time job unless you're sending mass, mass, mass amounts of mail, is just hire a data person. Yep. Um, you need a versatile data person who can also upload your understand the marketing funnels you know after every two weeks we're going to send these text follow-ups three weeks four weeks whatever it is four weeks we're sending text follow-ups um implementing neutral letters implementing different things trying out different markets looking at the counties marketing uh we need to look at it more as a marketing role than a data person although the data is will take a lot of time off yep. their plate and energy a lot of times if they're not a data person so yeah i think the way to like this is not sales and i want to be clear about that like this this third rung on the ladder is not sales. We are talking about marketing. And what I view marketing is, is getting leads. Like however you are getting leads to the salesperson, I think that's what kind of encompasses marketing. Choosing a county, uh, setting up text campaigns, setting up mail campaigns, sending the mail out, designing the mail letter. Like this all, and I 100% agree with Dan. Like we always say like it's a data person. Like yeah, do they need to be able to price mail? They need to be able to do this stuff. Yeah, absolutely. But they also need to understand how to get leads, different different things are gonna come along. Like maybe they need to set up a cold calling system where they that kind of stuff. Like there's so many different ways to get leads in this business. I think that's really important to understand when we're talking about marketing. Marketing position is someone who is designing the systems, designing the processes. Would you say processes too? Like getting that and just getting leads to the salesperson. I think designing processes and in, in, in uh, co-working with you, yeah. the owner. With uh, the leadership team. With yeah. the leadership team, essentially, yeah. Um, which is you right now for most people. But if you have other people in leadership, that's great. But um, a data person alone doesn't get you. They're not going to make you that much money. Yes, they're going to get you more leads and stuff. But you got to think of that's scaling a business like you're pricing the mail right now and doing all that, but what if someone's full-time doing that for you, but also choosing where to send the letters, um, understanding the marketing behind it, looking at numbers that, uh, you know, response rate leads, all this stuff from counties, someone who's sending all the marketing, understanding the whole funnel, that is someone who can make you a couple million dollars a year. Someone who's just pricing data, it does make you money, yes, but if someone understands the whole funnel, how things work, picking the county, sending the mail, follow-up text, cold calls, all this stuff, and they're implementing it into a whole funnel and a marketing mm. system, that is someone so who big. has tremendous value. That's a uh, huge difference. It's Yeah, they, one's doing one little task. That you can teach a VA you know, to do data, yeah. for sure. You definitely could teach an overseas VA just to price mail, for sure. Yeah. 100%. And like this is like when you guys are hiring this position or if you're hiring this position, what I want you to think about is like, and I didn't think about it to be 100% transparent. I didn't think about this position outside of data much until Daniel kind of we were talking about this earlier but when if you have a marketing person and you tell them I want to implement texting I want to implement 10,000 follow-up texts a month they will do that if you go to a data person and we go you go to a data person and be like I want to implement 10,000 uh follow-up texts a month like that's not their job like yeah. that that's not their role it's outside of their role right exactly and then a marketing person can come and set up the systems and set up the software and you know set up everything it's just it's night and day what's going on all right, so after marketing and your data person and all of that, number four, we have sales. This is one where people really try to rush hiring, and it is a hard, hard, hard job to outsource, and people don't realize that, um, to get the uh, quality results you want. While considering all of these outsourcing, you know, we have five different outsourcing ladder buckets here, whatever you want to call them. While considering all of these, you also want to consider 
um, or just keep in mind that these people aren't going to do it 100% like you are going to do it. And especially with sales, no one cares about it as much as you. No one's as passionate about it as much as you. And this is a consumer facing role where they are talking and it's going to be, it's just different than you talking with them. Sales is something you're going to get, even if you're not a salesperson necessarily, you're most likely going to get more deals um, than a salesperson coming to your company. It is your company. They're going to just do a fraction of what, of what you're able to do. Uh, Dan Martell says 80% is perfect, right? If you can get someone 80%, that's perfect. Um, and that's one thing you want to consider. 80% while doing of you. This. 80% of you, correct, yep. which is high. So, And that's hard to do. And sales is one of those things. There are a lot of times, um, you know, have more alpha personalities. Um, they're just more demanding in salary. They're uh, really, you know, they are hungry for commissions and stuff, but at this, it's just, it's hard to manage. And I think people rush number four because you're, that's a very, very, very high value thing to do. And as a business owner, you can close more sales than anyone. Yeah. And I want to reiterate guys, like this is the order. This isn't the order of the business. This is the order of like hiring, like outsourcing stuff, admin, delivery, marketing, sales. And we're talking about the last one here in a minute. But um, yeah, I think people skip on these rungs quite a bit, Dan. And we, we have in the past, like admin was not our first hire, was it? Or did we? Um, well, we had one. Yeah, it kind of was. Yeah. We were transitioning. He was doing both. some of admin stuff, and that's yeah. what we're trying to even push more to. Like as I go through my time on it, is looking through the admin stuff. But sales is something that you should like. It is a high, high value task. If you say calling, like especially with this business, if calling, if you are better than the person you can hire at calling back a lead, like that should not be your first that's second true. hire. I mean, these are fifty thousand dollar deals. Hundred percent. Yeah. It's not like Dan Martell's talking about. He he does SaaS. He's a software guy. Yeah. You know, so they're selling fifty dollar a month software. Yep. Think of fifty thousand dollar deals. Yeah, if you like losing a deal can change your year. Like it can change your family's like it really can. Like change your family's future. Not that saying you won't get other deals, but um like if you're just starting this business and you're trying to outsource sales right away, it's not the right move in my opinion if you haven't got these other rungs down. But yeah, it is a high high value and that's the one thing I think we struggled with at first and was trying to hire that one I think we skipped ahead to hiring sales and two because we could we could have bought back your time with other things, and then you still do, did sales. And when we talk about sales, we're talking about getting leads, right? We're not talking about selling the land. Correct. Okay. This yeah, is so not selling the land. Clarify that, guys. This is uh, selling the land's low va- uh, lower value. Yeah, hundred percent. And I would recommend your TC, your uh, what what stage did we call that delivery? Yeah, I would recommend your transaction coordinator. Delivery. I think that land. goes yeah. under there. But yeah, I mean, these are don't skip that in terms of that. Like, do not expect a salesperson to come in and care about the deals as much as you. Do not expect them to come in and be better than you at talking to people. Like our brother is a great example, Michael, our older brother who tried to outsource sales too early or just tried to outsource sales when he really didn't need to. Uh, and it was because it was draining his energy and um, he it felt was energy it draining, good, but it was yeah. a higher. It was a yeah. four dollar sign and then a red energy, like right. uh, draining energy. But right. the, the dollar sign was too high. But um, and that's what this ladder is about. It's about, like you said, I can't remember how you put it. But it's an it's not the stages of the business, Ron said. But it's an R. It's based on ROI yeah. and what you're going to get the most ROI out of. Because hiring an assistant for four dollars an hour is going to get you, and taking that off your plate, and so you can do higher level stuff, is going to get you a better return on your spend than someone you're hiring a hundred twenty five thousand dollars sales employee or a hundred fifty thousand dollars leadership employee and things like that. Where's your cheapest time being put? Like that's the way I look at it. Is okay if I am still scrubbing data a year into this business 
that is like that's such a low i can buy back so much time and then i could put money in, or time into sales i could put my time into marketing those higher things so as you hire the bottom you're going to put more time effort energy into the ones above and okay. your time's the most valuable in the whole yep. company now we hired let's say we hired admin we hired delivery we hired marketing okay now all we have is sales in the next one which we're about to talk about um and then you have all your time is being put into very high value things. Exactly. And, and and especially I want to reiterate that, especially in this business model, sales is more important, even more important than a lot of businesses. 100%. Just because it's just such high, high ticket uh, things that we're working at. And it's not that high volume of calls either if no. you're doing direct uh, blind offers. That's why I don't like outsourcing it too early because it's really not that much, especially. Look at your time audit. Like you yeah, have a time audit, audit now. Do this time audit and then see what you're actually doing. Yeah. All right. Next we have number five leadership. So this is someone who can come in and manage step one through four and help grow it and cater and manage the employees and also set up operations and systems and understand the business better than anybody else besides you at all aspects from everything we talked about. They just understand all the pillars of this business from disposition to acquisition to title and due diligence and all that stuff and analyzing properties they can do. That's what in this business, especially Ron, um, leadership needs to, at least your first leadership needs to be able to analyze properties very, very well. Cause that's one thing that's yeah. harder to do than send in this business, but they need to be able to manage and understand it's that next tier of employees. That's someone who just understands things to the next level. Yeah. And as we go up this ladder, like some people never get to this stage where they're hiring which a fine. lot of people, you, which is you fine. Can have a $10 it's a million dollar business. Yeah. hundred I mean, percent. But you won't ever have that true, true freedom without hiring the leadership. And I think that's something we realize. Like, oh, yeah. there's a lot of management that goes in if you don't have a leader in your company. And there's a lot of other stuff that goes in. You will never have that true, true freedom if that's what you're looking for. You can have financial freedom. You can have this. But that's what he talked about, uh, Brunson or Martel, when he was with Brunson. He's like, this guy's running hundreds, hundreds of companies at once. But it seemed like he was just the freest guy. He just had an executive assistant with him on a skiing trip. He wasn't taking calls. He wasn't doing anything like that because he had such a wide range of a leadership team underneath him who dealt with all the day-to-day -day issues. Yeah, and his processes and systems, he put so much time into setting that up in his life. He created his own life and his vision, and he did it through extreme processes and just outsourcing and just having such good systems in place. And it's really, really cool to see. But yeah, leadership, um, I, I'd also say going into here, from steps one to five, not only is this an audit on your on your ROI, but it's also an audit on, um, I think, the difficulty of hiring. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like leadership's definitely a lot more hard to hire than there's less level there. one assistant admin. There's less yeah. of them out there, um, especially in this business model. You don't need to hire people that know this business model, though, if they're high, high caliber people. Um, Transaction coordinators easier to hire than marketing, and marketing is easier to hire than sales. I think this is based on difficulty of hiring too. 100%. Let alone the and difficulty of hiring equals higher pay too. Yep. So it all makes sense. Yeah, I think I think it goes hand in hand. As you guys are going up this, like, if you are making money in this business, I don't see, or if you have money in general, like you should be hiring an admin person right away, a four dollar employee, that three dollar employee that can take things off your plate. Uh, we've talked about it quite a bit recently, obviously in this episode as well. But like that is just someone immediately who can give you. Everyone I, should have one. I think one of the issues is Dan, like, and I struggled with it for a while. Like you, you one people are so okay being busy, and they think they're being productive because they're busy. But two, like people hire these roles, like, and then they don't have to respond to emails for an hour and a half a day. They're like, what do I do at this time? I think yep. people really struggle with where to put time once they do buy back their time. Exactly. And, and it's all about 
you before hiring, you should know how to do the, the thing you're hiring for in general. For sure. As you scale up, that might not be as applicable. If you had 100 employees, Ron, there's things you're going to hire that you have no idea about. Um, but you're going to have good people under you. But at this stage of your guys' business, you should know everything going on in your business better than anyone. And once you understand how to do it, don't hire a data scrubber until you know how to scrub the data or yep. else you're not going to be able to manage them properly. The manager needs to know how to execute. As you work your way up in the chain of commands and you end up hiring a bunch of people under you, it, it changes a little bit. But the as the as the manager, which you are, because you're managing all your employees under you, you need to understand it very very well to be able to manage it properly yeah and if you guys are struggling like you guys have free time like those top three and four especially on the ladder marketing and sales like those are where you need to put it that's what drives this business is marketing sales and that's what as you hire the admin as you hire the delivery like that's where you need to put your put your time and effort is into marketing getting more leads and then sales closing leads so point. i think that kind of lines it up well dan anything to add i don't have anything else but other than that, guys, as always, thank you for joining. Please like and subscribe our YouTube channel. It really helps drive our mission forward. Thanks for joining. We'll see you next episode. Thanks, guys. Thank you for joining. If you guys have not, please leave us a review on Apple Podcast. It really helps our business grow, and we really, really appreciate it. But other than that, guys, thank you for joining, and we'll see you next episode. Thanks, guys.